You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For those West Coast sports fans out there, there is no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. Today is Friday, May 28th, and Gonzaga baseball is going to the NCAA tournament. They won the WCC championship last night in absolutely dominant fashion. They wasted no time winning the one game that they needed. And today on the show, we are going to recap all of it. We are going to hear from some of the stars of the team in their postgame press conferences as well. Of course, the job isn't done yet. The ultimate goal for Gonzaga is to host a regional, and they might still need another win to do that. Uh, but we're going to talk about all that here in just a minute. Before that, though, today is Friday, and you know what that means. It is another Gonzaga five-star Friday. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different because today is the 50th episode of Locked on Zags. 50 episodes already. Thank you guys all for the support. Over the last two months, it has been a whole lot of fun so far, and I appreciate everybody who's reached out and uh, and kind of supported and interacted with me uh, throughout these first two months of the show. So, Today on the program, you are going to hear my Gonzaga story because I am a pretty reserved guy. I don't have my face many places on the internet. I tend to keep my personal life very private, but I want to share my story today for those who kind of want to know my background a little bit more. So here we go. I grew up playing basketball in the Bay Area. The NCAA tournament was pretty much my favorite event every single year from a young age. I was 13 years old when Adam Morrison and J.J. Redick were battling it out for player of the year, and that's really when I started paying attention to Gonzaga. I remember watching them lose to Steph Curry in the first round, and as a Warriors fan growing up, I knew kind of firsthand the insane talent that Steph Curry had, and so I was thrilled when the Warriors drafted him, Um, but then in 2009, March Madness still wasn't on all four different channels like it is today. There was no true TV back then. Um, So I had to bootleg the end of the Gonzaga Western Kentucky game somewhere on the internet to watch Dimitri Goodson's game winner. Uh, Later on and after high school, I had the chance to play uh, Division II college basketball, but I didn't want to because I was kind of exhausted with basketball at the time, and I fell in love with Gonzaga when I visited the campus for the first time, and so that's where I ended up going, and then my brother followed me there three years later, and we played intramural football together and intramural basketball together. He was a freshman, and I was a senior, and it's the only time we were ever on the same team together for any sport in our life, and it's some of the best times that I've ever had playing sports. Two years after I graduated in 2015, so in 2017, I was able to convince my parents to go to the WCC tournament in Vegas. I went when I was a student, but I convinced my parents to finally go, and they loved it. They love it so much that now we go every single year, and it's the one event that the entire family looks forward to every March. My dad and I, we were at the Sweet 16 game in San Jose when Jordan Matthews hit the shot against West Virginia. 
My brother was in the student section at the Final Four in Phoenix. I met up with several of my GUTV friends and alumni, and we all watched the game from basically halfway up the stadium where we could barely see the basketball uh, in that national championship game, and it was absolutely incredible. And so I guess my point with all of this is that basically anybody who comes through Gonzaga mentions the family atmosphere. And to me, this school has literally been part of my own family for the last decade. It bonds me and my brother. It allows me to hang out with my parents for a couple of days every year in Las Vegas. My parents listen to this podcast every day. Hello, mom and dad. I am unbelievably lucky that I get to put pretty much a dozen Gonzaga games a year onto TV. And so following this program um, also gave me just such a basketball itch again that I lost for a couple years there. And it brought me back into coaching high school kids, which I do now. And so um, this school has just given me so many things throughout the years and watching it go from a really good mid-major program when I first showed up in like 2011 uh, to national powerhouse in under a decade. It's really been extraordinary. And obviously there's a lot of people who have been around far longer than I have, but uh, it's something that is never going to be replicated, I don't think, ever again. So uh, my words to you guys are to appreciate every second of this and to understand the magnitude of what this program has accomplished and what will it continue to accomplish and to never, ever take it for granted. So that's it from me. Uh, I'm going to go back to your stories next week. And as a reminder, there are three ways to send me your Gonzaga story. The easiest is to email it to me, lockedonzags at gmail.com. I am a huge fan of anybody who tells me what their favorite uh, Gonzaga game is, what their favorite Gonzaga moment is. If you've been to a Gonzaga game, what your favorite Gonzaga game that you've been to is, you can tell me all that stuff. You can also DM me your story on Twitter if you want to direct message me. Go ahead and do that at scargo. It's at S-K-A-R-R-G-0. Or you can leave your story as a review for the podcast on Apple Pods after giving us a five-star rating. Because this is called Five Star Friday, it would be awesome if all of you would go to Apple Pods and give us five stars because the support through 50 episodes has been really overwhelming, to be honest. And I can't thank all of you guys enough for it. Okay, coming up, Gonzaga Baseball. They won the WCC title last night convincingly. It was fantastic to watch. We will recap the game. We're going to hear from some of those Bulldogs who are going to the NCAA tournament for the third time in six seasons. But first, a minute to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The NBA and the NHL are in the playoffs, so it's the perfect time to get in on the fun. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and of course, all of your UFC and MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. 
Okay, let's get to it. Gonzaga is heading to the NCAA tournament for the third time in the last six seasons. They clinched the WCC championship last night. The pitching matchup was Alec Jacob, who has the most strikeouts in the WCC, facing Jake Miller, who had the best ERA in the WCC. And for a while, it was the pitcher's duel that we all expected. Going into the bottom of the fifth, it was scoreless, nothing-nothing. Alec Jacob was rolling, hadn't given up a run. Jake Miller had just retired 11 straight Gonzaga hitters. And then in the bottom of the fifth, the wheels completely fell off for San Diego. Andrew Orzel led off the fifth with a single. Guthrie Morrison followed it up with a single. And then Grayson Sterling walked to get the bases loaded. Mason Maranko then got a base hit to make it one nothing Gonzaga, all with nobody out. And then one of the weirdest moves I've seen a manager make in my time of watching baseball. With Jack Maktoff at the plate in a 3-2 count with the bases loaded, San Diego's manager came out and yanked his starting pitcher, Jake Miller, the guy who leads the WCC in ERA. He took him out of the game on a 3-2 pitch with the bases loaded. I have never seen that in my life. He was healthy. He was not showing any signs of injury. He just took him out. And so they brought in Connor Thurman. And on that 3-2 pitch, he walked Jack Maktoff. He then proceeded to give up a fly ball, another walk, and a two-run single. And by the end of the fifth inning, Gonzaga had a 5-0 lead. And that was plenty enough for Alec Jacob. He ended up throwing seven innings, giving up seven hits, no runs, struck out eight. He is past the 100 strikeout mark uh, for the season. I believe he is the 11th Gonzaga pitcher to do so in program history. So shout out to Alec Jacob. And then Tristan Vreeling pitched two more scoreless innings uh, to cap off a shutout for Gonzaga. They got uh, two more homers, a two-run homer from Brett Harris in the seventh, followed by Andrew Orzel right after that. And so Gonzaga wins the game 10-0. And it was uh, about as dominant as it sounds from the fifth inning on. So Gonzaga wins the WCC championship. And now let's listen to what some of them had to say after the game. First, let's hear from Gonzaga head coach Mark Maktoff on what it means to win the WCC championship and what the difference was on getting to San Diego in that fifth inning. You had to have a home series and be able to dogpile on your on your home field. That there's, you know, it's only happened one other time, and and so it's it was this very very special night. And our kids have been talking about this for six months, and and uh, to be able to it work out, you know, with the COVID shutdown and the series being moved to the last weekend, it was. A special, special way to do it. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously yeah. starting back to back hits, but I thought before that, he, Miller's a good pitcher and he's got great numbers. And, and I thought we were putting some good at bats on and some good swings on some pitches and didn't have much to show for it. But um, we battled him and he, and he kind of, um, he wasn't in head as much and, and we were hitting in advantage counts and, and just really bunched our hits. Pretty, pretty fortunate. Gonzaga first baseman Andrew Orzel, who transferred in from Wofford uh, before this season, he talked about what it means to win the WCC and also what it feels like to play behind such a great starting pitcher in Alec Jacob. Oh, it's an awesome feeling. I mean, we've been working all year for that, all throughout the fall, all throughout the winter, and it's a, it's, a, it's a long season. Everyone knows it's a long season, and to play consistently like we have throughout the year and put us in a spot to get this done. It's awesome to to have this tonight, and that's always our first goal when you start a season is first to win the conference. And, and we put ourselves in a position throughout the year with all of our great wins and how we've played to obviously play for more for more uh, in the coming weeks. But 
uh, tonight was really special for all of us. And it, it's the first thing you think about when you start the year. And I'm glad to get it done right now. It's just special. Uh, every Friday, whenever he's on the bump, you know that he's going to give you everything he's got and he's going to compete and he's going to pitch well. And it's fun playing defense behind him. And it just, it's, it's very, we're very confident in Alec and he brings it every time. It's a lot of fun to be behind him. And I'm happy we had him out there tonight. Gonzaga third baseman Brett Harris, who is the likely WCC player of the year, he talked about what it meant for all of these returning players who had this opportunity ripped away from them last year to finally win that WCC championship this year. Oh, it feels absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, having the season cut short last year, you know, this this chance got taken away from us. And, you know, same core group of guys um, really wanted to come back and, and win a championship. And uh, it's pretty surreal. Um, you know, I. I came back to win a ring and, and, you know, we got it done tonight. So um, it was just awesome hugging all those guys after the game. And, you know, every guy has a part in this, in this championship, you know, there's not just one guy that you can, you know, point your finger to and say, he led us here. You know, it's, it's a group effort, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that um, people don't get credit for. So it, it's a big group uh, championship. And finally, Gonzaga's ace, Alec Jacob, talked about what it would mean for Gonzaga to host an NCAA regional for the first time in school history. Yeah, I mean, we we all knew that, you know, we had to win one to win the conference, but that's not our end goal. You know, we want to host, we want to be the first team to ever do that at Gonzaga. That would mean a lot to everybody on this team. You know, we worked so hard for it and we, you know, it's right in front of us. We got to, you know, win one or one more game or win sweep either way. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was Obviously, this is like like Coach Mack said. This is a little check along the way. Like we got we got more that we want to accomplish, and we want to we definitely want to host. It'd be amazing to be able to play here in front of the home fans. Uh, just have that advantage. It'd be amazing. I just want to do it for Spokane. Gonzaga's work is not done, of course. With one more win, in all likelihood, they will clinch a a regional hosting berth. They will probably be the fifteenth overall seed and host a NCAA regional for the first time in school history. Honestly, with how everybody is behind them, I still think this one win was enough. Um, a win tomorrow or Saturday, I think, would certainly clinch it. If they win both, they're obviously getting it no matter what. But I do think because Conference USA is most likely only going to get one team and Pittsburgh and South Carolina struggled at the end of the season, I think Gonzaga might just get the the the, the hosting bid even with just this one win. But we'll see what happens. It would be great if they can get the one or two more uh, just to boost that resume and clinch that no matter what and not leave it into the hands of a committee. So we'll see what happens. We'll be back on Monday, of course, uh, to recap the final two games of this series and analyze everything that happens on Selection Sunday, which is, of course, in two days. Where is Gonzaga going to play? Who are they going to play? And how in the heck does the tournament work in baseball? If you've never watched... The NCAA tournament in baseball, it is not just a 64-team single elimination bracket like it is in basketball. It's much more complicated than that. How many wins does Gonzaga actually need to get to Omaha for the first time ever? We're going to go over all of that Monday morning. It's going to be basically a full episode of just Gonzaga baseball. All right, coming up, we're going to shift our focus back to basketball as we reveal the ninth-ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. We are finally into single digits. And today's class features two of the best Zags in school history, and one of them holds a record that may never be broken. You know what else is never going to be broken? My love for salted caramel Built Bars. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. 
It's the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. If you don't want salted caramel, feel free to try a mixed box with multiple flavors. All the flavors are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they are healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to Built Bar and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, here we are into single digits. Just a quick recap again for those that are just tuning in here today. Over the next month, as we've been doing, we've been counting down from worst recruiting class to best recruiting class of the Mark Few era. These rankings do include transfers. Those transfers count from the year they entered the program. And the most notable walk-ons are also included. These are my own personal rankings, and you're always free to debate them with me. They are a combination of talent, success, and what they meant to the program as a whole. Like I said, we are into single digits. Only nine classes remain. I hope you've enjoyed this countdown as much as I've enjoyed doing it. So let's get to today's class. Today, the ninth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era is the class of 2003. And of course, the class of 2003 is spearheaded by the dynamic duo of Adam Morrison and Derek Rivio. Just those two guys alone make it a top 10 class. They also had uh, Kayla McLeod and Nate Downey. Nate Downey, if he did not tear his ACL, I think that this class would have been higher because I think he would have been a decent player. He came in from Texas Tech, where he averaged just under five points a game uh, in the Big 12. And it looked like he was going to have a substantial role for Gonzaga after his redshirt season. Uh, He was averaging just about 20 minutes a game in the seven games that he played as a junior. And then he tore his ACL, and he was never the same after that, um, which is very unfortunate uh, for his career. And, And after basketball... He went on to be a professional poker player, and he made nearly a million dollars in a few years on the uh, the, uh, poker circuit. So shout out to him for doing that. And then Kayla McLeod, he was a seven foot one uh, big, big dude coming in from New Zealand. And he redshirted his uh, first season on campus and then only played eight games his second year before transferring out to go play at Valparaiso where he never really amounted to a whole lot over there either. So uh, those two guys um, really didn't have a huge impact for Gonzaga. The only reason this class is in the top 10 is because of Adam Morrison and Derek Rivio. And those two guys alone are two of the best players in Gonzaga history. Derek Rivio holds the Gonzaga free throw record, and that is the record that I don't think will ever be broken. He shot 92.7% across four years. He missed a grand total in four seasons of 27 free throws. He was 343 for 370. That is absolutely ridiculous. His senior year, he was 148 for 154. He shot 96% from the free throw line. He missed six free throws. Absolutely insane. He was a great role player uh, starter for uh, two seasons in 05 and 06 next to Adam Morrison, averaged 
just about 12 points a game in those two seasons. And then once Morrison left, Ribio became the star. Averaged 18 points a game his senior season. He shot 41% from deep. And like I said, 96% from the free throw line. And that was enough to give him the WCC Player of the Year award in that 07 season. He led the WCC in points per game. He was also first in assists back when he was a sophomore uh, in the WCC. So he was a great player all three seasons um, that he was in the starting lineup for Gonzaga. And then, of course, there's Adam Morrison. And I don't know how much we need to expand on Adam Morrison's amazing Gonzaga career. He came in from Meade High School where he broke the GSL, the Greater Spokane League scoring record, one year after Sean Mallon set the Greater Spokane League scoring record. And then he came to Gonzaga and he put Gonzaga on the national map once again. His junior season stands as one of the all-time great seasons in NCAA history. Uh, Like I said, he helped elevate kind of Gonzaga from a Cinderella story. And then they had a couple early exits. And then he brought them to a household brand. And he's one of just 13 players in the last 30 years of college basketball. Just 13 players to average 28 points and five rebounds in a season. Adam Morrison is one of those guys. Him and J.J. Redick, the battle between those two uh, for player year and the scoring title in 2006 uh, was absolute must-see TV. And it's what I said earlier in this episode is what got me into following Gonzaga very, very intently. Morrison, of course, went on to the NBA uh, for a couple of seasons where he won two championship rings Uh, as part of the Los Angeles Lakers in 2009 and 2010. And then after his playing days were over, he's now a uh, broadcaster for uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs radio network. Him and Tom Hudson called the games after he took over for Matt Santangelo on the radio. And now he has his own podcast. So Adam Morrison is getting into the media game, and it's awesome to, to hear him talk about basketball because he really is one of the brightest minds uh, when it comes to the sport. And I think anybody who's making a Mount Rushmore of Gonzaga players that doesn't have Adam Morrison on that Mount Rushmore is completely wrong. He should be basically every single person's number one pick uh, on a Mount Rushmore of Gonzaga athletes. The only reason I would say that this class is not higher is because it's only two players and basically every single class from now until number one is either three, four, or five Really good impact players uh, in that recruiting class. Adam Morrison, Derek Rivio, two of the all-time greats. Morrison is arguably the greatest player in Gonzaga history, but the class is just those two as opposed to three or four or five, and this class did not make it past the Sweet 16, whereas other classes made it to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. But that's not taking away anything from these guys. Like I said, Adam Morrison, for my money, is the best player in Gonzaga history. And Derek Rivio is one of the best shooters in Gonzaga history and perhaps one of the more underrated players uh, in, in Mark Few's tenure there. So the class of 2003, the ninth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. On Monday, we will get to number eight and we are getting closer and closer to number one. That's going to do it for today's show. As a programming note, starting next week, we are going to just three days a week instead of five for the month of June. It will most likely be Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes, but that could change slightly depending on what kind of news comes out and also my own schedule. But we are going to be back on Monday for sure, even on the holiday to recap everything going on with Gonzaga baseball. And of course, we will reveal that eighth ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. 
Don't forget, you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today, they're discussing Nikola Jokic and his ridiculous run for the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating. You can follow me on Twitter at SCargo. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Zags. If you want to email the show with your Gonzaga story, that would be awesome. If you've got any questions for me or ideas that I can talk about over the summer, feel free to do that as well. The email is LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your weekend. We will see you back here on Monday morning. And after another WCC championship in the books, it is a great day to be a Zag.